Welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast, your source for all things running and travel in super fun destinations around the world. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell and Natalie Mitchell. Welcome to episode 55 of the Sweet Run Podcast. And this week, we are so happy to welcome marathoner Tommy Runs to the show. Well, you guys, his name says it all. Tommy does run and he loves to run fast. Tommy is a 248 marathoner. He's also the host of his own show, The Run, Eat, Sleep Show. And he has a clothing line as well, Chip Time Running. So we talk about his running and marathoning journey. Tommy has gone from a 313 marathon to a 248 in a relatively short amount of time. So we talk about that. We also talk about his journey being a former alcoholic. Tommy was an alcoholic for a long time, and he has been sober for nearly five years. And it was very interesting and very informative to hear his own personal story. And he is so gracious and so humble and open to share it with us. And so we're very happy to share that part of the conversation with you. And then we pivot a little bit and talk about his hometown of Detroit, Michigan. Tommy has been uh, a resident of Detroit for a long time. He loves and knows his city well. He tells us the best places to run, where to dine out. Tommy is vegan, by the way. So he has some really great choices of vegan restaurants in Detroit, including dessert. Uh, He tells us where to stay, the best races that you have to run when you come to Detroit, and so much more. This is a really great really deep conversation and we're very happy to share it with you guys so here we go i cannot believe it's november already you guys where has the time gone fall is nearly halfway over we've seen tons of races and there's still so much left to do i'm going to be doing some fun races this fall i know you guys are going to be doing some fun races if you haven't already and as athletes there's one question that we need to ask what is going on inside our body And that's where Inside Tracker comes in. We wanted to just take a moment to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Inside Tracker. We love Inside Tracker because it answers that question. And they have a science backed, trackable action plan to put it all into motion. You just go and get your blood drawn, and they do the rest. They give you a complete overview of what is happening in your body, what you need, what you might be missing, how you can improve, and this all directly impacts your performance. That's why we love Inside Tracker. We know you guys are going to love Inside Tracker. Of course we have a code for you. Come on. We have a code for you guys. 25% off with the code SWEETRUN gives you a sweet deal and gets you on the track to improve your performance as an athlete and be a better person. So check out Inside Tracker. And now friends, please enjoy our conversation with Tommy Runs. Hi Tommy. Hey, how you doing? Oh, doing you're good. Well. We're you? doing well. Doing pretty good, pretty good. Glad to good to see you. Thank you for doing this. No, no problem at all. No problem at all. I just got back from my run, so I'm I know me too. <laughs> <laughs> So I literally got done with my run and I was like, I cannot talk to anybody. I am yeah. wet and sweaty because it it rain it never rains in LA and so it rained here. But today, so we, of course, right? Yeah, today yeah. of all days. So I'm like, I'm jumping in the shower right now. Right. 
Uh, right, no, yeah, it's, yeah. Hurry it's, up! I yeah, just slid into my seat right at the yeah, last it's second. Here. Yeah, I think I'm still. I think I might still be wet from the showers. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I might just put it on. Um, yeah, so I, I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah no, or thank you for coming on. How many miles did you run today? Um, I ran eight. Okay, eight miles today. Yeah, as I, I had a little um after uh, we we did the the relay a uh, couple last not this Sunday but last Sunday and the, the, the like the next morning I had like some Achilles issues like so it was kind of like tight tighter than I you know kind of wanted to be and I didn't want to mess up this race that I have coming up in mm-hmm. Savannah um so I just took four or five days off and so Saturday was my first run since last Sunday so those last few days have been kind of like rocky you know but today was good though good, good. how's the Achilles feeling it was good it was good I mean because I did I did um uh, five miles like on Saturday just to see what what it was you know it was kind of tight and a little sore but then yesterday I did 16 miles and with like a fast finish so that was kind of gutsy but it worked out and then so today I was a little nervous because of you know like the wear and tear yesterday but it worked out well it felt good just kind of cautious you know what I mean yeah, yeah, no, I know. I hear you. It's like whenever you feel that something coming on, it's like, especially yeah. when you have a race coming up, like a goal race, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, Proceed yeah it's like, caution. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like either, either you push forward now thinking that you're going to lose like all your fitness, you know, all on one day, or you take a couple of days off and then just, you know, just sail in and get to the start line. So I, I hopefully I did the, hopefully I did this the right way. No, I think you totally did. I think that yeah. you always, we're always like, you ride that fine line. Like if, you yeah. know, if you keep running through it, you know what I mean? And it's hurting. And then, cause you're not going to lose any fitness. Like you're so fit. No. I've been watching what you're doing. You're so fit. Well, I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I'm going to need you to keep saying, piping those like messages into me while I'm running this half marathon, please. Yo, you got it, man. Yeah. T- you know what? I've been, like I said, I've been following you and your training is, I mean, you know, you've been going, doing really well with your training. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's the Savannah half marathon coming up. Yeah. The rock and roll, uh, half, um, you know, I just kind of wanted to do it because since I qualified for Boston, I didn't want to do like another full, um, in the fall and then just go right back into Boston, um, in April. So figured I'd do like a half marathon, bring, bring my PR down if I can. Um, and then use that as my new like benchmark for the marathon training. So. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm I'm pro- I'm a little more like you know strategic or like methodic like when it comes to random stuff like that. So it's like no no random races for me. So it's like at this point in my journey, it's all like you know just because I I got like weird goals. So we'll see how it works out. No, that's, no, that's part yeah. of the process. It is very methodical. It's very cerebral, and yeah. you do have to take those that approach. But um, you know, I thought. Before we get too deep into it, yeah, I know. we should <laughs> welcome Tommy Runs to the Sweet Run Podcast. So welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast, sir. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We are so happy to have you. I know. I feel like sometimes we've been getting our conversations and it's like 20 minutes later, we're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have one today. <laughs> but I do like doing that because it's very like just natural. But this is this yeah. is awesome. We can do it relatively soon into the conversation yeah and i i just had to jump right into something man with the goals where did you start in this running journey like you know in the marathon journey because you've 
progressed really quickly. Um, it seems like, you know, in terms of getting those times down, getting the BQs. So, I, it, you know, it'd be great for everybody to hear kind of, you know, what that process has been like for you. Where, you know, where'd you start in, in the marathon world? Um, well, just well, I started running in uh, 2018 uh, because you know, I had already been in the gym and stuff like that, just kind of trying to figure life out and get healthy. Um, I always have to start in 2017. I stopped drinking in uh, January 2017, sober. Um, and with that newfound, like, you know, energy and whatever, um, I started going to the gym, working out. And one of my clients for like the job job um, said, hey, you know, we're doing this half marathon, the rock and roll half marathon in Chicago. Um, we're raising a bunch of money for this uh, charity called Move for Hunger, which, you know, feeds a lot of people. So he's like, you're fit you know, you should be able to do this. It's just 13.1 miles, come out, have some fun, raise some money. So I raised a good amount of money, um, started running instead of lifting, you know, kind of doing both. And then I ran with like, funny part was like, I was trying to train for this. I'm like watching these clips on TV and YouTube and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well I'm fit enough. And on the treadmill, I can run however fast for like a mile. Right. Um, so I'm going to try to train for a 125 for my first half. You know, this is what I'm going to do. And then fast forward to like that day, um, I ran a 149, which isn't bad, but it definitely is a far shot from like 125. So I learned really quickly like that, th this along running, like most things in life, you know, it takes a little more thought, you know, a little more preparation and a ton of process, you know? So um, I didn't die, you know, running it. So I'm like, well, this, this is a good thing. I felt really accomplished at the end of it, no matter what the time was. And so I said like, Hey, let's just see what happens if I just continue. So kind of traded in, you know, got some new running shoes and stopped going to the gym so much. And then just kind of went from there. And then as I started to get a little better at it or liked doing it more, I don't know which one came first. Um, I decided, I think, I think I ran a race. Like, um, I think it was like a 25 K trail race, like in the middle of January in Michigan, which is brutal, but it was just a fun event. It was really cool. Like the, the which is so much different than like road running. Like we went to a cabin like the night before it stayed with strangers. It was, it was like this whole like weird trail vibe, you know? And then we, I ran the race and much slower than I wanted to, because like, you're just out there, you know, with the trails and trying not to kill yourself you know, tripping over roots and stuff. At the end of that, my sister was like, hey, you should try to qualify for Boston. I know you haven't run a full. We don't even know how to do this, but let's just try to figure it out. So we looked it up and I found out what my goal was. The goal time would have to, I'd have to break. I think at the time, I think I would have had to break 305 um, to, to qualify, for, qualify for Boston. My half marathon time didn't say that I should be able to do this. Um, not, nothing actually alluded to the fact that I could, just the fact that I was getting better. So I said, sure, let's figure it out. Um, and I just have to get, you know, this much faster by 2021 to try to do this. And it ended up working out to the point where I did qualify for in 2021, but not for the 2021 race. But mm -hmm. so I'll be running Boston next year. So I skipped some things, but it's just like a weird long story. <laughs> no, man, that's beautiful. I know. I mean, Tommy, you, you really have come a lot. I mean, you're, Marathon PR is 248. That is yeah. so fast. I mean, yeah. really, like you should feel like you started running in 2018. That's just like a blip. 
ago. And like, you're already running a 248 marathon. So um, did you feel like that you were running with other people and that helped, you know, push a lot, push you along speed wise, or what do you think helped with getting faster? I think it was a few things like, cause I, you know, in early, I think early 2019 is when I decided, like I set a really big goal to start off with. It wasn't like, Oh, I just want to finish a half marathon or I just want to, you know, I was, I want to qualify for like the Boston, you know, cause I, I lived in the Boston area for like six, seven years. Uh, so did my sister. And so and we were kind of around, we weren't there in Boston the day the bombings happened, but we were living in the area. So, um, we didn't I mean, just remember it being on the news and basically just everything shutting down and then just watching on TV, like, in just complete like shock and watching like the whole police chase thing. Um, and then watching still living there a few years after watching the city, like cr- turn around and, you know, rally and go Boston strong and just come back the next year, smaller numbers, just to make, you know, make sure, you know, safety was there. And then the next year after that, it was bigger than it was the year before. Um, just watching like how much that marathon meant to the city um, just was like, this would be cool to go back, you know, cause I don't live there anymore, but you know, I still work with, you know, my company that I work for is still out there. Like this would be cool to go back, visit, run this, you know, insane race, um, this historic race and all that. So it was a really big goal to start off with. So I think that that just helped like speed the process up. Um, and then, but I knew it was such a big goal that I couldn't just do this on myself. Last time I tried to do it, a big PR by myself was like, Hey, I'm just going to run 125 out the gate. That didn't work out so well. So I, I immediately just started like re- researching and finding like training plans talked to a few people and a lady that I know that trains for like 50 mile races or hundred mile races. She trains with um, a guy named Josh, I think Eberly from um, the Luke Humphrey running crew. Um, so I ended up going, you know, reaching out to them, seeing who I can get paired with, got paired with uh, Melissa Johnson White, who she's a, a Hanson's ODP, original distance project. She's been with them for, you know, I think 20 years. I mean, she came out of college and joined the team. She was like one of the original members of the team. Um, so she's been a professional runner for like, you know, half of her life for sure. But I, I just knew that the goals that I had were just too big for me to just like, look, I think I felt like look up something online and just kind of work through it. Um, so I, you know, got with her and I said, you know, I, this is what I want to do. Um, she didn't say that I was crazy. So that was awesome. <laughs> That's a good start. And um, so she was like, okay, well, let's, let's sign you up for, you know, a full marathon. And it, what, which, what, uh, what better one to do than the Detroit free press in 2019. Um, and the goal for that for me was just, I know my, my goal time was three or five to, you know, to qualify for Boston. So really I'd need to probably run a three hour flight at least to make sure I could catch the buffer. Um, and we figured, you know, with, I, I think that, that training block only had like maybe seven weeks by the time that I got with her or maybe nine weeks. It was normally it should be 12. So it was like a nine week training block with her um, to get ready for the, the free press. And the goal was 315 based on like a half that I had done. So it was like, okay, we can work this out. Let's figure it out. Let's, you know, let's train as much as we can and see what we can do. Um, so I ended up running a 313.30 that race. Um, now was my first marathon. So like, you know, I was very happy with that, but then I also figured like, okay, this is good because, you know, with a short training block and then being new to running, maybe I can, can just push this thing along and see what'll happen next 
spring, which ended up being, you know, um, 2020. And I ran a half marathon, just like I'm about to do in a couple of weeks. I ran a half marathon and like prepped for the marathon to try to qualify for Boston 2021 and ran in the um, Publix Atlanta half marathon and ran a, one, a two, 124. So it showed that I was like ready to go. And then COVID happened. All races got canceled. Um, and I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'll just keep training, keep going. Just jump right back into another training block for a potential like fall marathon. Ended up just running too much, not doing all the stuff that I was supposed to do on the outside of running, like, you know, foam rolling, stretching, you know, all that stuff. Uh, the stuff that runners forget while we're like on cloud nine. And then um, ended up with a stress fracture in my like left tibia. So it took, so I was out from July, 2020 to like November, 2020. Luckily I jumped right back into it and everything was fine after like that big break and um, trained up like crazy for the Glass City Marathon in Toledo in April and went in there with like, the most fitness that I think I've ever had, obviously, because I mean, it's not like it's been running for a long time, but I uh, went in there with a lot of fitness and a ton of determination and uh, ran the ran 248. So, I mean, I don't think with this progression, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it on my own, you know, without like the guidance, because like we know with the coach, I'm sure she told me a couple times to do the things that I was supposed to do before I got hurt. But even after that, like just the certain things that you can like bounce off of someone to look at your training plan as like, you know, um, objectively, instead of you just being, because you're, you're so close to what you're doing, you think you can push through, you think that it's worth it, you think that you'll lose fitness if you take it two days off, when in reality, you know, like, I, I had a Achilles issue, like, last week after the, uh, the free press uh, relay that I did, and, you know, with a race three weeks away that I've been waiting for, like, almost this whole year, kind of, like, training for, I'm like, you know, this, I know this week is super important, but I think I need to take some days off. And then the way she said it was like, you know, all weeks are important. This is a training block. Each week is just a week, you know, like they're all important by themselves. And so you missing a couple of days is not, or four or five days, you're not going to lose fitness that quick. And then you've, you can't, you're not throwing away the seven, eight, nine, 10 weeks that you've done very well. So like that felt, you know, good to say, because like by myself, I would have let this tail spin out. I would have probably run sooner than I was supposed to. I would have even running out of been too tense because I just need to get back to running. So like, I think the people, me for sure, but I know the people would say, um, would, would benefit from having someone to talk to outside of like, just going online and grabbing a, tra a training plan. And there's other options than like having a full, like one, one-on-one -on -one coach, but whenever you can get someone to kind of look at your training plan and talk to you objectively about what you're doing, um, there's so much growth in that because you can, it's like a therapy. It's like a therapist, you know, like, cause when you drive, runners drive themselves crazy, drive themselves into injury all the time. Oh my 100%. gosh. I, yes, 100%. I agree with you a hundred percent. Like having had a coach for a long time. I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, and you know, I've had times where I've like called my coach in the middle of a track workout and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not having a good day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what should I do? Like I have 16, 400s to do and, you know, or whatever it is. And I'm at 13, but I'm like, I'm not feeling well or whatever it is. 
And it's like a therapist, like, you know, and he's like, okay, if I were you, I would cut it right now. And you're going to be fine. Like, don't beat yourself up. Like all of those things, just like you're saying. So I think it's so beneficial to have someone, but the fact that she's been able to guide you to, to this has been, you know, fantastic for you. And I remember when you were running the free press marathon, I was watching that whole, you know, kind of tracking a bunch of you guys doing it. Oh yeah. 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 And when yeah, that I saw was so you, cool. Yeah, it was so cool. I was like, 248 is so fast. Jeez, I was so excited man. for you. I mean, so you literally went from a 213, I mean a 313, 313 to a 248. Yeah, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was almost, I mean, it wasn't two, it was like a year and a half difference. Um, but yes, you know, from the, my set first to second marathon, yeah, it was from 313 to to uh 248. So, I mean, it was, it was a big jump, but I just feel like it was, you know, I, I kept running, I stayed consistent, um, you know, stayed treating my body like, you know, like, like we need to, or, you know, like, you know, eating well, trying to sleep. I mean, I'm a terror, like everybody that knows me knows I like my my sleep habits are terrible, (laughs) but, um, you know, you try your best to just do what's right and make sure that you stay, you know, you stay in it, you know, and so you can continue to get out there and keep putting miles on. Um, And I've just been like, just wildly consistent and dedicated to like just getting out the door and running six days a week. Yeah. You know, so I'm inspired yes. by you, Tommy. Yeah. I mean, that's that... pretty awesome. Like, I, I mean, I, I do have to say that even though it's been, it was like a year and a half in between still to go from, to make that big of a jump for everybody yeah. listening, that everyone's going to be inspired by that. And to know that the work that they're doing to keep on doing it and that yeah. you're proof that it does, it can come together and you can have a great day. Yeah. And for me, what, what's, what's interesting or what would be interesting to see is this progression because you're not the first person that we've talked to that's had this type of progression. It's, it's always amazing each one. And it, I'm trying to find the theme and, or you know, the trend and I'm thinking, okay, you know, in, in shape, athletic, but not a distance runner early to mid thirties jumps into it and then just snowballs downhill in terms of time over the course of maybe three and a half years or something. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's amazing because we've talked about two or three, was it two or three guys now that the same yeah. kind of story about 17, yeah. 18, they start running and all of a sudden yeah, they're in the, you know, in the high twos, very low threes, very quickly. Yeah. I, I don't, um, I mean, I just think that there's, you know, with Instagram and all that you know, YouTube, I mean, there's so many ways to like get a hold of like good information. Um, and it's just, you just have to just be willing to take it. Um, and for me, it's just been, you know, just being like having goals and, and like patting yourself on the back as you know things happen, but just being humble at the same time to know, like, there's so much more to be done. Um, like I, you know, if, if I was talking to a therapist, I mean, I probably have some issues that like, with like dealing with just praising like the things that I've done. Cause I'm so quick to try to move on and just like, I don't want to stay here. You know, it's not good enough. You know, like when I, when I hear 248, like, unfortunately I, you know, I'm like, that's great. But then at the same time, like there's so many people <laughs> that are running, you know, way faster than that. Not that I ever need to be running like a 220 or anything like that, but it's just in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, Hey, I, I think I can do a little bit better. So I just kind of move on. Um, and I just to the people out there that are like are training and like you're gonna have bad training blocks, 
you're going to have like injuries, um, especially if you're like really pushing and you, you know, want to get better. Injuries are like just bound to happen. It just is what it is. Just stay consistent as possible. Be smart. And, you know, the gains will come like, you know, there's everybody thinks that like you go every training block is just supposed to get faster, supposed to get better, you know, or whatever. And you are getting better. You, you just may not, they may not just come out in the time right now. You know, like I've been lucky to have my races like spaced out far enough from each other where like I have a lot of time to grow in between. Like I'm not doing, you know, like some people do four marathons a year or whatever, you know, and um, that may be great for everybody else. But I just feel like I need like the time to spread these things out so I can like know I have a solid training block, a solid game plan and all that. So it seems like the trajectory is like going pretty quick. But for me, it's pretty slow. Um, and a lot of people will go out and say like, oh, I didn't PR today and be kind of down on themselves. And, and they feel like you wasted, you know, how many ever weeks this training block was, but that's like, there's no, that fitness doesn't, you know, that fitness, that experience, you know, the strength that you built just because it doesn't come over, come out in that time, because you can have a a perfect training block. Everything went perfectly. You hit all your workouts, all your distances, just the day of the race just could not just, I mean, it is what it is. Like there's people that get paid real money to do these races and have bad race days. <laughs> so, sure. you know, like we just, we just have to kind of like chill on ourselves a little bit, give ourselves some grace and then just get out there and keep training. Cause that's all you can do. Like my friend, Aaron, the one I train with is like, he's always talking about just being you know process driven and process oriented, you know, instead of being like results or goal oriented, like we all want to go, we all want the PR, we all want the whatever, but the process especially with running is so much bigger than just like that one race day, you know, like you 16 week training block, 12 weeks or whatever. Um, and then you race for three hours, you know, like yeah. that's all, that's all it is. Like the hardest part to me is doing this whole training block is doing six days a week and b- balancing, you know, life, kids, wife, family, husband, whatever dogs, <laughs> you know, oh, you got so much other stuff to do. So like, we, we, we get a little tough on ourselves when it comes to running, I think. And we just have to just go out there, have some fun, you know, and just be dedicated to the process and all the good stuff that comes with it. Well, I tell you what, you move on and we'll praise and, and, go, and be in awe of the process, man, because, you know, I think it's great, but, but you're right. You do, you know, as you're progressing, you do have to move on to the next thing. You can't get too caught up in the moment, yeah. but you know, step back and, you know, go. Yeah, yeah. bask in it a little bit. Just, you know, shine that metal off a little bit. Yeah, 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 you know, look at the, it's cool. You can do that too, uh, but we'll do that for you so you can just move on. That <laughs> You know, you just take that, but you're right. And, and it is so much the iceberg. What, what people see is just, you know, race day or maybe the last little bit or those little bits you post online or what have you, but mm-hmm. it's all that underneath the surface that's, really was supporting that little bit that we see up top as great as it is, you know? Yeah. I am. I, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about your journey with sobriety. Will you tell us a little bit about your story and being sober? Cause I'm really, it's really an interesting journey. I guess so. Where do I start? When I was five years old, (laughs) um, (laughs) no, it was, uh, so I stopped drinking in uh, January, January 11th, 2017. Um, and I guess, you know, what, what got me there, um, like in short was 
yeah, there's like the, I mean, there's so many of us that I try to like make it just not about drinking because so many people are like, oh, I don't have a drinking problem. It, it is what it is. I mean, we all have something, not we all, but so many of us have something that we do that just feels like it's not necessarily our choice. You know, it's like we just, we just, we just do it. It's part of our, part of who we are. It's fine. It's normal or whatever. And I just felt like I had um, gotten to a point where drinking for me was um, just something I did. Like it was me and people knew that I drank. Like if, if they saw me, there was a possibility that I was going to be drinking, had something to drink or something. And then every time that I would like, you know, do those like New Year's resolution things or just have a random you know moment where I felt I didn't feel so great or whatever, like, hey, I'm going to stop for like two weeks or a week or whatever it is. And the more I did those moments where I just couldn't, you know, couldn't shake it, um, it just became more and more frustrating and to the point where um, like I, I felt like I was just like, not to get like crazy deep, but I just felt like I was like, at, like I, would, I was at a loss, like every time that I would drink or every day that something like, you know, I just felt like I was losing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't have any control of that, that moment. And so eventually, um, I think what had what happened, the way it worked was I was like, okay, New Year's resolution, 2017, this is going to be a different year, like all the rest of them. But um, so I'm going to stop drinking for a month. And then I think I got like four days and it didn't work. So I was just so bummed and so upset. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. I hope my wife doesn't watch this. <laughs> so I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the therapist. I'm going to complain about my life, like is my life and she's not doing this and my kids this and job this and I was going to go and vent like that's what therapists are for is like to listen to you vent about everybody else right and so like she's like um she listened to me for a few minutes and she's like well just let me just you know let me ask about some like habits and things like that and so she finally asked me like how much do you drink a day um and I had told so many people like you know excuse me officer I only had two you know like that thing and I um finally just told her like how much I drank it which was what way more than you know the normal person should i think in my opinion um and i just told the truth and next thing you know i she's like you know hey you should just check out this aa thing um it's not as crazy and weird as people think it is you know like it's not like the stuff you see on tv um i know a cool guy that goes you should go with him one day um so i decided i wasn't going to drink from that day to the time at least i went to this meeting because it just would seem right to do and then i went to the meeting walked in this meeting saw like maybe 30 people in the room um i think at the time i was like the only black person in the room and all age groups like from you know some kid was probably in there maybe 18 to like a guy that was in there like maybe 65 or maybe 70 and i just heard these people tell their stories um mind you the cars outside it was like a really nice neighborhood so the cars outside were like i'm like wow this is a nice place right and so like I didn't think that I'm like, this is not who I am. I'm nothing like these people. But all of a sudden, like I started hearing story after story that was just like mine. You know, like how is a rich, like 65 year old white guy's story and like emotions around this drinking thing and about life? How is this so close to like how I feel as a, at the time, uh, 34 year old, you know, black kid from Detroit, you know, like how is this happening? And then that's the moment I knew like these, this is the thing for me, you know? And then I just stayed with it. Um, then sobriety led to to the gym, you know, fitness. And I was, um, I'll just go all the way. So the day that the day that I stopped drinking was the last time that I took 
a blood pressure pill. Like doctors said, like you're going to have to take blood pressure medicine the rest of your life. It's just going to continue to go up, you know, from five milligrams to 10 to 15 or whatever, depending on what your system is. And I was signed on to that, didn't like it, but I said, you know, obviously I don't want to die. Um, so I stopped taking them that day, stopped drinking, started going to the gym, changed my diet a bit. Um, and a year into it, still hadn't, still felt better than ever. Uh, went vegan in February of 2018 and then started running in May of 2018. And then just went from there and everything, you know, just hadn't looked back and just such a different lifestyle now, such a different, like, you know, mindset. I'm still the same person. I still have issues, you know, for sure. But I just, it's just drinking isn't one of them, you know? And um, the journey has been really, really, a really good one for me so far. Man, the words that, that jumped out, even though some of them you didn't even say, were community, humanity, Mm -hmm. uh, an incremental process, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because you made these efforts on your own, as we all do with things, you're like, I'm I'm changing that, and it don't work, don't work, and then you took that time to vent, and, you know, you took somebody's guidance or advice or, or challenge, whatever that was that therapist did, however she positioned it, and you got into a community, uh, you know, and just these little things that are so parallel. And then the humanity of it, when everybody's just telling their story, we're all human, right? It don't, like you said, it doesn't matter socioeconomic, ethnicity, location, all of it, it, it becomes very, very similar, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that's... Um, that's that's super cool, man. And then you know, and then running that that creates your whole yeah. community, man. I mean, just like the gym and these other places, it, it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. Mm. And and the one thing, like now that you, I mean, said it that way too. I mean, because I think the 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 constant in you know where I found myself, whether it was from like you know the AA rooms to to group runs to you know running down the street and waving to somebody because they're running too, um, is all these you know, these spaces I find myself in, but now are people that are trying to just be better, you know? Um, You know, that's the, that seems to be the glue. I mean, because, you know, if you're really trying to be a better person and just be the best version of yourself, I mean, you don't really have much time to like to throw shade or hate at someone else, you know, like it, it, it behooves you to, to step out of your own skin and maybe help somebody else, whether that's, you know, give them your cell phone number so that they can text you if they're going to drink something or if it's, you know, telling somebody that they, that their form looks great. You're looking good. Keep running. You could do it. You know, it's, it's one of the, both of these communities that I find myself in are very much about like helping yourself, uh, but then also helping others along the way. And even when you are at your worst moment, there's someone else that's not doing as good as you are, you know, and you can, you know, you can see it, you can, you can, you can feel it and, the more you help other people, the more it takes like your mind off of like the crap that you're in, you know? I think, you know, it's so like, you don't even realize how many people you are touching by telling your story because you never know who's out there listening to your mm-hmm. story. And that could be in a similar situation or, you know, or just feel like trapped or how do I get out of this? Or I can't stop or I stopped for four days and now I just need it and I'm going to go back to drinking again. So, you know, I mean, I think it's amazing that you are sharing your story literally with the world and, 
you know, we support you. I think it's amazing. You've, it's been almost five years, right? Of being yeah. sober. Wait, wait, the world's listening. Oh, I got me. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, at Let some me... point, like, no, you know, no, no, your no. story. We hope. We hope the yeah, world no, no. listening. Like, <laughs> I thought it was just the three of us here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I, because sometimes when I find myself talking about it, I just like, nobody wants to hear this. I mean, but I know that there's people out there, and whether it doesn't even have to be, like, it's mine's very specific. You know, my, my few things is like, you know, running vegan sober, you know, and, really uh, it's a really sober vegan runner but um I, it, it's really specific but i it, there's so many parallels and whatever it is you know like there's people that are addicted to gaming I, you know i don't I, I don't get it but that's the thing like whatever it is i mean you're not alone in that like i was talking to my daughter the other day and she was like just scrolling on tiktok or whatever i'm like you know i don't mind you having tiktok but it'd be great like if because she's super creative i'm like it'd be i'd feel much better as a parent if you were like using it, like if you had, you were posting and using your creativity for it, you know, instead of just like watching other people do things that are probably less creative to me than what you would do. Um, and she's like, I mean, I know what she probably thinks like, you know, well, I don't, it's, I, I'm not interesting or whatever it is like, oh, I like this and nobody likes this. And I'm like, no matter what you think, you know, there's, <laughs> I'm gonna be a little crash here. I told her, honestly, I was like, if you like picking your burgers and eating them, right? <laughs> and you decided that that's what you you wanted your TikTok channel to be about, I guarantee you'd have a million followers if you stay consistent in a year. The point of that is don't do that. But the, no matter if you think that you're out here on your own, there's somebody like you that that will link to you. And there's, there's 7 billion or 8 billion people in this world. There's going to be people that will benefit from your story benefit and enjoy watching you do your thing because it reminds them of themselves um so like just to ramble it's just there's so many people out there that just that think that they're like alone in that because i swear i was alone like i swore it there's no way that there's anybody like literally like the situations that i found myself in or the feelings that i had when i like towards the end of my drinking there's no way there's anybody else out there feeling like this um but now looking back on it you know like there's there was probably way more than I, than I thought. And if I have the chance to maybe talk about it and I'm, cause I'm not embarrassed by it. Cause like, if, if I didn't go through that, then I wouldn't be talking to you. Um, if I, you know, stayed there, I wouldn't be here, you know? So, um, I just try to share it as much as possible in hopes that like somebody, you know, can make a change or like hit me up to even ask me a question or something. You know, I don't really care because I just want to help if I can. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's I, and I was just going to say what's also awesome is speaking of talking to people and, and connecting with people, you have your own podcast. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your show. Um, so my, sh my show um, is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show. And so I started because like, I, I have the shirts called, you know, the shirts on the cross that says Run, Eat, Sleep, Repeat on them. Oh, this one actually has it too. So, um, I like I felt it, like oh, there it is. So, <laughs> running sleep repeat, and I, and I was, it was really just in the beginning. I wanted to like, hey, this would be cool, to, like do something around like marketing for the shirts, and so I said, well, I'll do the run eat sleep week, and you know, everybody, you know, for seven days, run a mile at least, post about it, eat a healthy meal, maybe vegan, uh, post about it, and and set your calendar or your your alarm to at least try to get six to eight hours of sleep. And I thought like, okay, everybody's going to be able to do this food and running and this sleep thing. 
but the running is going to be the problem for everybody. But running was no issue um, at all. But then people would send pictures and post pictures of like carrots and like celery. And like that's all they could think of and from a healthy standpoint. And then they'd be like, oh, I, I got four hours of sleep last night. And I tried my best or five hours. And you just be surprised like how many people will openly say like, yeah, I didn't even really realize it, but I sleep like crap. You know, like I, I just can't get to sleep. Even in the week where they're trying to do it, they just couldn't do it. Um, so I'm like, well, let me get it. Maybe if I do a show, that'd be cool. I could talk about running, eating and sleeping you know, separately. And for the first like I was doing three shows a week for like two months um, and that got a little tiring. Um, but then it just rolled in from there. And then I accidentally got like a professional run on the show once. And then I'm like, well, well, that was fun. And ended up just continuing that line. And I do a show one show a week live on Instagram, which is live is a pain in the butt, but I just think it's really cool to be able to bring, you know, professional athletes to like a platform like that, even though like people ask them questions all day, but to be able to actually ask a question that, you know, someone will ask the you know the runner or professional runner for you and i think that's really cool and people get really interactive and depending on who the guest is and we try to give away something so it's been a real journey it's been fun that is so yeah. fun and i think that's a perfect i mean run eat and sleep you know that's what we all we all aspire to like check the box as high as we can you you know in each of those that's categories right. to be the best athlete and to hear from you know, p- professional runners, elite runners, or people that have been in the sport for a long time that have experimented and tried and like know what works for them, right? And they're sharing that advice with with the audience is invaluable. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so. I was just listening to a professional athlete talk about all the training, all the training, and and how precise they were, and all these things. And man, but the performance isn't there. What's going on? And they finally, they finally got honest with themselves and they're like, my sleep is crap. Like my pet, my oh. sleep patterns are horrible and they changed it. And then all of a sudden yeah. it just boom elevates to an- another level. And yeah, I mean, with, with, especially with distance running, that's all we talk about is, is yeah. running, eating and sleep. What are we eating? Yeah. Okay. No, can't eat that. Let's eat this. <laughs> Let's try this. Okay. Sleep, sleep, sleep. I'm not getting enough. And it's all, oh, it's not quality. And uh, you know, and then how much am I running? What type of running? And so it's, it's, yeah, yeah. those are, those are linked, man. That's yeah. like the perfect topic for a show. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, and I mean, sometimes we don't stick to that. Cause like to be surprised, like there's a lot of professional athletes out there that who their diets are just like, it is what it is. I'm hungry. So I eat. Um, and there's other ones that are really, you know, much more fine tuned. I think like, you know, as, uh, as some of the athletes get older, you know, like they have that like LeBron James effect where like, you know, I'm sure when he was younger, he was eating whatever, but now he's like, he's kind of, you know, tailoring it. And like, and you know, people watch like Tom Brady who just switched up his diet completely just to mm-hmm. extend his career out. Um, but I, and I think it's, it's like my whole thing was like, you know, run smart, eat healthy and sleep and recover like a pro uh, over and over repeat chip times come down chip time running. So, okay, there you go. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's, it's been, it's, I think it's really cool. And uh, my whole goal with the show too, is with the live function and all that is to try to bring, you know, athletes to people that wouldn't really get to like see them. And, and some of that, I do mean like, you know, closer to my community, you know, like there's um, you know, some of the runners that, you know, that, that I'm around that just really getting into the sport, they don't know who, you know, most of these people out there being people know who Elliot Kipchoge is because it's such a big name, 
but like, you know, some of these other athletes that are out here that are doing really great things and running PRs and you know, breaking records and things like that, just on a different level, um, they just wouldn't get to, you know, see it and be close to it. Or they wouldn't, they'd scroll, they'd go right past it if like two people did a live, but it turned out to be me doing a live. So they go, oh, well, I know him or I look like him or whatever. I, I, I resonate with that. So who is he interviewing? Oh, okay, cool. Sarah Hall. You know, like it's, you know, then you, I'm just trying to bring that world of an elite feeling world. Cause I mean, running is open for everybody, but mm -hmm. as we know, like running isn't like prolific in the black community, you know? Um, so I try to bring that like elite level feel of where maybe we wouldn't feel like we're welcome sometimes yeah. bring it to anyone and bring it, break it down to a very like open level where I'd love to talk about like training and like VO2 maxes and all that stuff. Like, cause that's like, I'm into that. But then at the same time, like I try to talk to these runners about like stuff that somebody running 12 minute pace for a marathon can, can relate to. And like, I thought like a per good example for me is like when Jared Ward was on the show, um, he, I, he's like known as like to be super smart. He's got like 25 degrees or something like that. And they call him like the professor or whatever. So I'm thinking that he's going to do like some be way over everybody's head. And he was probably the most like down to earth, like thought process when he finished third in 2016 in L.A. for the Olympic trials. He told me on the show that he 10 minutes before he crossed that finish line at third to go on to the Olympics. He said 10 minutes before that he didn't even think he was going to be able to finish the race. He wasn't even sure, you know. And like something like you just don't expect to hear somebody that finished third think that, you know, obviously it's tough, obviously. But just to say, like, you know, I didn't even really at that moment, I didn't even know if I could finish. And I've done I've you know how many times that I've thought like, yo, I don't even know if this is going to work out. Like when I ran in that 248 mile 20, I was like, this may not be the day, you know, this is just, this isn't it. And then it just turned out one mile later, I was moving pretty well. You know, and I just held on. And then I, this lady was running near me and I decided that I was going to try to help her. You know, like, so I focused on her and we just ran together and she, we, we helped each other out towards the end. But long story short, like, I just like the concept of just bringing easier, like, thoughts so that, you know, we can all relate to, you know, whoever I'm interviewing, you know, because there's so much to take from because these runners are insanely good at what they do, but it's a lot of it's up here. It's not necessarily, you know, um, that 450 mile. <laughs> They're thinking a lot of thoughts in that, in that four minutes, 50 seconds. Yeah, no, you're True. right. It is so much about the mental. I mean, it's, it's all the components. It is the eating, the sleeping, the mental, yeah. the just all of it. How fun for you that you get to talk to all those cool people and bring something new to your audience. And so that's awesome. But we want to talk to you about your city of Detroit. Mm -hmm. So, um, man, all right. We want to come and visit Detroit or if people are listening. They want to come and visit. Mm -hmm. So you are a longtime resident. Where would you tell them to go for a run? So I think, you know, definitely could just go downtown, go downtown. The Riverwalk is just a great area to run. Um, you know, they have the, the Quinter Cut down there, which kind of like the kind of T-bones of Riverwalk. And it's just it's meant for running. It's meant for people, you know, walking and biking and all that stuff right through the middle of the city. Um, it's just a really good vibe down there. Um, 
especially I mean in the wintertime, I don't know. But yeah, definitely if you're coming for some you know decent weather times, just come down to the river, the river walk downtown. Okay. And it, and it's okay when you say Detroit winter, everything's uh, I don't know. At least, at least what <laughs> California do, man. I'm, I'm like, oh okay. man, I can just feel the wind <laughs> cutting through me right now as we're talking. I'm not but even looking forward to this winter at all. I think you know what too, though. I think you can run in any type of weather. It's just yeah. how you dress for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's your um, mentality about it, and like, all right, we're gonna get out there. We're gonna do it, and this is how we're gonna dress and. All right, so we're going to go down to the river walk um, to go yep. for a run. Um, and how long, about about how long of a run is that? Well, I mean, so, so like if like, you know, we run three, run three, a group I run with all the time. Um, you know, they do their 5K, 10K Thursdays there. Um, yeah, so make sure you pull up. If you're going to come, pull up on the Thursday. That's great. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's an easy three miles. Like if you just go like, you know, kind of, out and around, you know, or back and forth. I mean, you can, you can get as many miles as you want to on a riverfront because, you know, like there's, it's Detroit's made like a grid. So it's not like it doesn't get too windy. You know, you can just stay on the water if you want to. Um, so you can get as many miles as you, as you, as you want down there, but an easy three miles for sure. And then if you add in like the Dequinder cut and go up and back, it's, that's when they get their, the 6.2 miles in there. So it's, um, it's a fun area to, to run. There's a lot of family vibes down there. Um, it's just a really active uh, area, especially in the summertime. Nice. Sounds good. What about food? Because we were talking about your show and running yeah, and eating. So what about food in Detroit? Where would you, what are your favorite restaurants or where do you like to go and lunch. have so, to refuel? Lunch, dinner, all of it. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm vegan. So I'm always going to, I'm always going to give you vegan spots and I like breakfast, but not like I'm not necessarily going to go out for it all the time. So I'm just going to tell you, like, we're lunch and dinner and anywhere in between. I go to either Grandma Bob's, who has, like, the best vegan pizza that you're going to have probably yeah. ever. Grandma Bob's. And it doesn't sound like it's it's just amazing. My kids eat it. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> um, and then Street Beat, which is uh, also in Detroit, um, they have, like it's just kind of hard to explain they have kind of everything they have like i don't even want to mess it up they have some they have a lot of things as well and it's that street beats 100 percent vegan uh grandma bob's just has a vegan menu um so if you come come here to run and you want to try some vegan things but then you also maybe want non-vegan stuff grandma bob's is a good way to go but street beat is probably the best one of the best all vegan places downtown that i'm aware of oh that sounds good okay like so now just for anybody listening that may not like know exactly the difference between vegetarian and vegan, okay. tell us. So vegetarian is okay. The vegan is just not n no animal based, you know, products. So like you just, anything that comes from an animal, you just wouldn't consume like, you know, no, no dairy, which is milk, <laughs> um, eggs, stuff like that. Um, so like whenever I, eat something random i just want to make sure i just check to make sure that it doesn't contain milk or dairy i mean milk or eggs um but then vegetarian is like you know you can have cheese and all the other stuff um just no meat but so like i just took a step further no dairy no eggs and i'm good to go cool okay. how old are your kids tommy uh 14 and 11 okay, okay. and so they like you said they like grandma bob's the they like going yeah. there yeah, they'll eat, they'll, they'll eat grandma. So my, my, my daughter's kind of like open. She'll, she'll do whatever. She'll eat, you know, 
whatever you kind of give her as long as it tastes good. My son is like, he hears vegan and then just like retreats into this, like, I don't like it face until we like, yeah, he's, he's funny with that. Like, so like sometimes he'll eat something that's, that's vegan, but if he finds out it's vegan, then he doesn't like it. If he, if we trick him, he may eat it and say he likes it. And then later on, he'll say, I knew it tasted funny. I know. <laughs> now, who, who's 14, your son or your daughter? My daughter's 14, son 11. Okay, we have a 14-year-old son and an 11-year-old yeah. daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so same yeah. ages. So that's really fun. And so now are you the only vegan in the house, it sounds like? I am. I am. Okay. Well, it, I, I was just doing a thing the other day. Like, it, it's like a guy asked me a question. said, like, you know, how does it work with this? Like, you know, everybody, there's no one in the house. You know, how do you get people in the house to do it and all that? I mean, you can't make some. Veganism is like, a, I mean, that's absolutely a choice. Um, I know parents that do, you know, make the kids. I think if my kids were younger, I probably would have gone that route. But they're they're too old for that. They're like, dude, I'm just gonna go to school and eat whatever you. So I just, I, but I do feel like they are. They're definitely healthier people, and they're definitely more conscious and like aware and mindful of it. And so maybe one day when they go down the, you know, when they get older, they'll make decisions based on like maybe the you know, the, um, the example that I kind of laid for him a little bit. So that, that's the hopes, but yeah, there's no vegans in the house right now, except for me. Maybe uh, you'll convert them eventually. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping so because it'd be much, <laughs> it'd be much easier for me. <laughs> what about dessert now? I mean, do you have huh. like special, like vegan dessert places okay. you go to? Well, this one isn't in, in Detroit, but, um, donut bar in Southfield, Michigan has, they make all any these like extravagant donuts and every day they have two different donut uh, vegan options. And so their, their donuts are amazing. And they like, my, we'll go there and they'll have like Oreo donuts with like Oreo crumbles all over it. It's just like stuff that's just so like, like I frown when I think about it, but like my mouth's water at the same time. <laughs> it's just too much. Like it's like too much but it's so good and you go there and you say, I'm gonna get one or two and you eat like three, possibly four, depending on if you did a long run or not. So the thing with me running is the run, eat, sleep. Like when I'm running, I'm thinking about eating, you know, and normally when I'm eating, I'm thinking about like what time is bed. So it all works out for me. Yeah, yes. no, I'm always for a good donut. That sounds amazing. Yeah, are great. Yes. And I'm just wondering now, do the vegan donuts give you some more leeway because they're not maybe not as heavy, so you could get away with eating a few more. No, or, or I, I bet not. Yeah, no, no, I don't think that. Yeah, not these. Maybe some other ones, but these taste. They're just too good. There's, there's whatever's in. <laughs> what like, the, yeah, no, I can't even try. I, I try to make myself feel better about it, but <laughs> at some point, I, at some point, I realize I just don't care. You know, like I, I do enough. I think to deserve like maybe four donuts at a time. <laughs> every now and then um so yeah and normally i do that like after like on a weekend so i've at least run maybe eight to ten or more miles that day earlier yeah. so i'm like you know what i probably need you know some sweets there you that go. sounds so good i'm hungry now yeah. i always say that every episode when we get to we, the food part about food at dinner time we normally haven't this. even eaten our dinner yet and i'm like oh my gosh i'm so hungry now that all yeah. sounds so good um okay what about places to stay in detroit like hotels and stuff like that yes. yeah like close you yeah. said downtown close to running yeah, yeah. Like, 
so like i mean there's some nice hotels i mean there's some really great places like i mean i don't normally stay in hotels here because you know i kind of still live here <laughs> so um the times that i have like for work oddly um like the weston book hotel uh it's like a marriott i, I was weston um, that's a really nice one because it's kind of like it's not like right downtown I mean, it is but it's kind of offset a tad so it's just you're not like right in the middle of everything uh but it's close enough and you could just easily get well, actually the western book is right downtown but it just doesn't feel like it. it's not right near the water um and then the renaissance is a really great hotel and that has probably the best views though because it is right near the water you can see canada because like canada mm. right there you know like yeah. just river um you can see the bridge if you're on the right side of the building you can see the bridge that you're going to run over if you run the detroit free press international version um stuff like that and then you know actually like for people that like if you like the casino vibe there's tons of casinos here or tons as in like three or four um you know i would probably say like go to motor city or whatever get a really nice room um and then there's tons of restaurants involved in that and if you want to gamble and uh, win some money, then yeah, you got that. You got that option for you, and it's all right down there. And it's just like any major city. If you you know strap, put your shoes on, you run shoes on there. Just get out the door and start running. You know, yeah, it's, it's tough to get lost down there too. So as long as you make a bunch of left turns, you'll end up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> note to self: make a bunch of left turns in Detroit. In Bye. Boston, in Boston, you can make as many left turns as you want you may not end up in the same state. So, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, that's funny. Okay. What about races? Yeah. I mean, the staples are absolutely uh, the free press. Um, you know, all the distances, mile, 5K, 10, I'll about to lie to you. Mile, 5K, half marathon and full. Um, and then you have uh, the turkey trot, which is, you know, the Thanksgiving one. It's on Thanksgiving Day. It's very, it's a very big race. Um, and I think they do the, they have a mile. Uh, I think they call it like the, the drumstick or something like that. And then they have a 5K and then they have a 10K. Um, and that's a really big race. Um, they do a really great job putting that on. It's normally cold. So <laughs> just make sure that you wear like the proper attire um, unless you're running really fast. Like some of those, like we, one year it was like maybe 19 degrees. Um, oh my gosh, that's cold. And, and like a couple guys like were out there with um with no shirts. Just I think it's it's obviously on purpose, but it's yeah. like a point to make. But they had shorts, no shirts, and they ran well. And I mm. think that that may may make you want to run faster because you just want to get to like you know warmth. You know, yeah. yeah. Fight or flight comes in. <laughs> maybe PRs are involved in that. But that's a really big race. And then there's like the Crim, which is not Detroit. It's like that's Flint, Michigan. But Crim is, I think, used to be a few years ago before COVID, used to be the biggest race in Michigan. Um, and it's a 10 miler. So it's a five and a 10. But the Crim is, is huge. Okay. So that's a 10 miler. What, what time of the year is that race? Do you know? That's in, I think, uh, it's in August or something like that. I mean, I did okay. that for the first time this year. I think it was in August. Um, yeah, I think it was in August, which isn't going to be hot, right? It's good. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it was so the day, the day that we ran it, <laughs> I was super fit, ready to go 10 miles, um, had an aggressive goal. It was 100% humidity, not like oh. this is exaggerating or anything like that. It was legit 100% humidity per apple 
and everybody else who has an app. Um, and it was ridiculous. Uh, wow. <laughs> goal wasn't met, but I ran well. But it's that's tough. It's tough. Like it's you're you're breathing in, you know, water pretty much. Yeah, right. <laughs> Swimming. You swam well yeah. that day. <laughs> I'm gonna compile. I have this like desire now to compile a list of all the 10 milers in the US. Cause that's not sound like a fun distance. It's not a marathon, obviously. It's shorter than a half marathon, but you get a little bit more distance than a 5K or a 10K. It's a tweener. Yeah. And that sounds like a really fun distance. All right. So Detroit. I think a lot of those. What you want to find probably is like all the seven mile races. Those are weird. Yeah. (laughs) That would be those. those, That would be good too. Just over a 10K. Yeah. Yeah, I ran the the, um, Falmouth Road Race in in Massachusetts this year. Yeah. Summer. and that was a seven miler and it is, it is strange, but like, cause you get to 10 K and you're like, this would be fine. We could stop here. But then you, you had to keep going. <laughs> you're like, no a little more. Gotta they, keep going. Then they threw in a hill in, in that 10 K to seven mile mark. So. It was, oh, goodness. Uh, no, I've heard good. I've heard so many things. Obviously that's an iconic race and yeah. that's definitely on the bucket list for sure. I can't believe we haven't done that yet, no. but we will. Speaking of bucket lists, what should we do in the city before we leave? Like, don't leave Detroit without doing X. Oh, man. Um, or seeing, you know, do or see. Hmm. I mean, I would say you, okay, I'm just going to be lame here. But, I mean, I'm a runner. So, I would say if you're a runner and you come to Detroit, you cannot leave without linking up with We Run 3 on 3 for a run. Because oh. the, vibe, the vibe is incredible um and they got three days a week where we run tuesday tuesday thursday or sunday and it's just a really good vibe and i mean in all seriousness you know like it's it's you know detroit gets put on the news for you know so many different reasons you know and it's either violence or um that you know somebody's changing the city you know and everything is looking good because of these companies that are coming in you know but it's it's you don't see it enough to be like the you know young black folks that you know that make up the city are doing something you know you know positive so uh, just coming and experiencing that vibe and seeing all the different faces um, you know all the different races that come out to to participate in it I just think it's a really good look and a really great feel to say like I I came to Detroit as a runner and I ran with we run three on three I think that that would be dope. Okay. All right, everybody. You heard it, it from Tommy Runs. Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. That's right. Go visit get them. Get your run in. What about, um, I was going to ask you, like, where do you get your gear? Like, as far as like a brick and mortar running store to go grab stuff? Um, yeah, so I, I normally shop at Gazelle. Um, Gazelle Sports in, you know, they have like five locations all throughout Michigan. Uh, and they have a pretty good online presence too. Like, to be honest, I probably order online more than anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, um, Gazelle is a great store to go to. Um, and there's some other stores, you know, obviously in, you know, in Detroit, like Run Detroit's there as well. Um, the guy that owns Run Detroit is is a big time runner. Um, and he actually gave me a bunch of pointers for uh, the uh, full, the full marathon, the first full marathon I did at the Free Press. Um, he gave me all these little random tips that I thought about like throughout the whole race. So he's a really, really great guy uh, around Detroit there. Um, and it's just, there's so many like little stores, like, you know, there's Hanson's as well, but they're not in Detroit. 
Run Detroit's, I think, the only run store that I know of that's like in Detroit that, you know, that people like really kind of frequent. But um, Gazelle has like all like the amenities, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, sounds good. If you forget something, then they can go check it out and get yeah. their get their stuff. Um, this has been so much fun talking to you and yeah. hearing just like getting to know you and hearing your story and just how inspiring you are. Um, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. Oh no, I super appreciate it. And you know, um it's you know kind of I, I, I mean I like talking about stuff that maybe someone else will kind of like latch on to and maybe help them in their running life or whatever um so whoever's listening like if i said something even if it's just something small and you want to just reach out like that's why i'm doing this is help with you know you can help my journey i maybe i can help yours so um i'm definitely open to talk about whatever yeah yeah and speaking about talking about whatever i know before we let you go we have to ask if you could run anywhere in the world where would it be and why oh man it has to be like in like captagat like kenya or something like that oh yeah and i don't i, I part of me is like oh i'd love to run, like run with ellie kipchoge but i just don't think that that would be fun for me because then i would feel like an idiot because <laughs> i i flew all the way out here to run with you and somehow you so you you're way up there and i'm you know whatever and struggling because it's like high altitude but I just think like they're running on like the continent would on, on uh, in Africa would be great because it would just I just I just don't it just would feel so right to me you know just the thought of it would just seem so natural um, to be able to experience that and I mean it's a beautiful place it's not what you know you grow up thinking like oh this is what Africa looks like you just had this weird you know not so pleasant like picture in your head you know people inaccurate talk, very inaccurate. Um, I mean, obviously there's certain spots, I guess, if you want to pick those, but, you know, that's, that's not one of them, you know, and I would just love to go out there and kind of run those hills and just, it just seems like that would be like one of the best things to do for me. So mm, that's well, a A plus answer. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go there too. I studied, I studied for this, for this interview. So, I mean, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you, you were probably about the snappiest person on that, on that question. I love that. Most people, it still stumps them, even though we, we, you know, we give them study aids, right? But we don't they, give them that question, but. But they yeah, you didn't give me that question. Oh, okay. You didn't give me that question. Um, yeah, that was, I never even thought about like where I'd want to run, but like, you know, first I thought like Antarctica, but I'm like, that would kind of suck. So next, next, <laughs> next is Africa. Yeah, no, that's always, a, that always is a good answer. Um, Tommy, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, at, it's at Tommy runs T O M M I E underscore R U N Z. Um, in, you know, within that, like Lincoln bio type of feel, you know, I have chip time running, which is the clothing. Uh, and then I have the run, eat, sleep show, which is uh, a podcast and a live show. So, I mean, that's where to find me. And I mean, honestly, like every time I do an interview, it surprises me, like the people that reach out and the things that they say that like that they resonated with. Um, and it just makes me want to talk about like, you know, what got me here. Cause nobody really cares if I run, like not for real, for real. like, that's cool. But then like, just like the concept of like, there's people are, people just, Instagram makes people think like everybody's so like, you got it together and all that stuff. But I just like, I super don't have it together, <laughs> you know? Like I really don't. 
Um, but I just like telling that story that got me here because people just um, seem to like that part of it. So reach out to me if you hear heard anything. Um, if you want to check out Grandma Bob's when you're in town, I may or may not come, but at least the invite would be cool. But, <laughs> but yeah, let me know. Now that sounds awesome. Well, I think you have it all together. And I know that we as individuals, we all are harder on ourselves and don't yeah. think, and we all have self-improvement and things, but from this end of it, you're doing pretty awesome to me. So Definitely. thank you for inspiring yeah. us. You guys go check out Tommy's clothing line, Chip Time Running, Listen your podcast, Run, Eat, Sleep. Follow all of your inspiring posts and fast running with the guys on Instagram and more. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Tommy, it was a joy and inspiration to hear about the work you've been putting in on the road and the amazing progress you've had in such a short period of time, as well as your story and journey of sobriety. It's been a wonderful thing to hear. Your story makes it clear that we're more similar than not when it comes to physical endeavors and personal triumphs. Now, I can't wait to get to Detroit and try some of the wonderful vegan options that you gave us. I'm really going to test out those donuts, by the way. Everyone, follow Tommy Runs with a Z across social media. Come follow us at Sweet Run, Nat Runs Far, and on SweetRun.com. A huge thank you to our friends at Inside Tracker for sponsoring the show. Use the code SWEETRUN to take 25% off on everything that they have to offer. We love the essentials package. Go find out what's going on inside your body and have an awesome racing season. A big thank you to Inside Tracker. Are you guys enjoying the Sweet Run podcast? We are loving bringing you this awesome content with amazing athletes from all over the world, sharing their personal journey, their running stories, and the tidbits and intimate details about where they live and sharing it with you guys. So let's help grow our show. You guys can help us by leaving a rating and review on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, subscribing to the show, sharing it on social media, telling your friends so that more people can find our content. We really appreciate you guys being here. Join us next week for another great conversation with an awesome runner living in a great location. We'll see you then. We will see you then.